two things. One, welcome back. Your second episode. Second. First Exciting. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was good. Was good. And is a Nintendo game. Yep. So it links up very nicely. Yep. Links up oh. very nicely. So many puns. I like it. The Zelda like pun it. and the podcast pun. Good stuff. Also, this is obviously the first recording that we've done today. Correct. Yeah. Right? There's just no doubt about it. No doubt about There's it. There's been nothing recorded before, and if you continue listening through the end, you will confirm that for yourself. First cut. I guess I'll start with a story. I called my parents to ask, when was the first time I really played a Nintendo game? It was before I was able to form cohesive memories. And they said I was about two to three years old playing Super Mario on NES, and I was too scared to go down the pipes because I didn't like the dungeon levels, I guess. So I just would always play that first level <laughs> over, and over, over and over. And then yeah. once I got to the pipes, it was too scary, man. That was it. Yeah, that was it. But we've come a long way since then. We've come such a long way since then that I don't even feel the need to introduce myself anymore. But I will for the newbies out there because it's a Nintendo episode and that brings in all the people. Everyone loves Nintendo. If you don't, I mean, if I met a person on the street that just came up to me, and this is what people do, they just come up to people and talk about whether they like consoles or not, happens to me all the time, and they said, I hate Nintendo. I just, well, I probably would have an hour conversation with them about it, but I would want to walk away. It's not worth the time. And those people are rare. I don't know if they even exist. By the way, I am Mike Zago, and I'm the host of the Link Podcast. I didn't intro myself, and now we're a minute in, and, you know, whatever. It spirals out of control. You know what else spirals? Star Fox doing a barrel roll on Super Nintendo. Didn't bring up Star Fox in this episode, I don't think, which is ridiculous. Great game. Also, Pilot Wings, great game. Another flyer, if you're into that. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about with Nintendo. And I really feel like it has had a huge impact on my whole generation's life. I still play it. A lot of people still do. I still have the Super Nintendo and the NES set up in the other room. It's great. And there's so much to talk about from classic characters to how they built up to how they won these console wars or whether they did and how they're continuing to innovate even through the Switch now. It's a really great company and there's some fun Easter eggs that we dropped in the episode. More than anything, it's just an excuse to have Sal on again, talk about video games like we did in the last episode about Mortal Kombat, which is also a Nintendo episode. It all links. It's all pipes. Speaking of pipes, you gotta go down one, which will lead you to another level called at the link underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if that's a good transition, but it seemed cool. Follow it. Get all the content, behind the scenes jazz, 8-bit jazz. All right, this is too much. Let's just talk video games, hit the beats, let's rock. Let's start red hot. If Mario never existed, would Nintendo still be what it is now, or was it all on the back of a blue-collar Italian plumber that loves pipes? It's not nearly as successful. No. Obviously, I mean, he's like the actual poster boy. The MVP, clear-cut. But do you think it could have gotten there? Because they would, still had Zelda, know, but... and they still had a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's still probably where it is today. Maybe not as good. It's hard to imagine without him. I don't know. I know. So that kind of like changes the the sculpture of a lot of games too. Like All that's of just them. like a base like archetype almost. Right. I mean, you don't have you don't have any of the kart, golf, tennis, smash maybe. I mean, like all those things could have been built around someone else, I guess. I think also like structurally for a game like uh it was the best, the most popular side scrolling platformer and Still that is. that created like 3D platforming and like change like the actual evolution of of gaming. I, I know like that's, it's it's pretty significant. I know that's why I wanted to do the Nintendo episode because I was like we could go down a million gaming. Oh holes. yeah, I mean it's but it started for me this idea of 
what would happen if Mario wasn't there because it's hard to know. It's like almost like the what if series for Marvel. It's like, who knows if Microsoft and Sony would have even become what they are if Mario never existed because the whole path of Nintendo before they even existed would have been changed. Yeah, it was like the, the first, I wouldn't say the first big, but like it was major. Is that like, the first IP in general? I don't remember, like, Atari or anything having an uh, an actual IP that they built around. Pac-Man. I guess, yeah. I guess. I guess. But even that has only been a flop after Miss Pac-Man, right? Like, any of the 3D Pac-Man games haven't survived. Oh, no. I mean, it's, you just replay uh, the classics, pretty much. Um, yeah. There was nothing really. But that's as close as It was just the first, like, get. major star at its time. Right. And then it kind of burned out. Yeah, it's you're not right. Really around anymore. You <laughs> I mean, wonder, is, though, but... if, like, who would have replaced Mario? Oh. It's tough. And I made a small list of second most important Nintendo IP. Probably, and I, it's got to be Zelda. I could only come up with two. Zelda was one of them. Yeah. What do you think the other one was? Donkey Kong? No, Donkey Kong. I relate too closely to Mario. I don't think Donkey uh, Kong true. exists. That's I mean, they yeah, they both yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. Samus, Metroid. No, there's a lot of them, and they came in different colors at first. What Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. It came much later. Yeah, but I think it's a contender for second most important IP. I don't know what's worth more to Nintendo today, Zelda or. Pokemon. I don't know who's worth more now, Pokemon or Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Who's eating who? I don't... I don't yeah, um, Pokemon just kind of outgrew what everyone thought it would be. Yeah. Although it was a hit right from the start. But I wonder if either of them could have replaced Mario and been the... I mean, I could be wearing a Pikachu shirt right now instead right. of a Mario shirt. Right. You know? It's possible. I do wonder why... Well, I'll, I'll ask you. I don't know if this is true. I think Zelda has aged more gracefully than either of those other two. Mario mm. or Pokemon. Like mainstream. I mean, Breath of the Wild is arguably the best Zelda game that has ever come out. Arguably. It's... Very arguable. But what? still, it's in the stratosphere of, like, it can be discussed. I don't think that's true for any of the most recent Mario games. I mean, they're great, but I don't yeah. think they're... Odyssey was great, but, like... It's not the it's best not, one. Yeah, yeah, it's not the best one. No. And any new Pokemon ones are not the best ones either. And so... I wonder why that is, and if that can turn around. I mean, it could be they don't have the same like cast of uh, of guys working on the actual games. I mean, it could be. It's been a long time. I mean, some guys not That's around true. anymore. You know. Oh, you some think de- as some it devel- ages like, more? Even, like developers, even they move from project to project. Some some uh, the guys working on Mario weren't working on Mario thirty years ago. That's right? true, but the same could be said for Zelda, though. That's a really old right. franchise. That's too. true. That's true. Yeah, and they've. For some reason, it feels like Zelda hasn't had to get gimmicky. Even Mario has had to get gimmicky. We talked about Paper Mario. Actually, we didn't talk about Paper Mario. No, we did but not. we might. We might, yeah. We it might, might be coming up. <laughs> yeah. Like that, I don't want to call it a gimmick because it's a good game, but I don't think Zelda has had to do that. They've been able to age gracefully within the parameters of what a Zelda game is. Whereas it feels like Pokemon, even with Pokemon Snap, it's like they needed to try a thing. It's weird how Zelda has been able to stand so strong. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, you're right. It's never had, like, gimmick, like a... I can't think of any. There was, like, Link's crossbow training, if we'll count it. Wind Waker is, like, a little different, I guess, but not really. It's still a normal Zelda game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it had its own... They all have their own themes, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, like, the sea wandering and... In Wind Waker. Yeah, Majora's Mask had, like, the mask thing, but that didn't feel like a total departure from what the game is. No, absolutely not. Same with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they're all the same feel. It's open world, but it still feels like Zelda. I I haven't gotten that from a Mario game in a little while. They're great, 
but even Odyssey or Galaxy even just felt like they were trying to even Sunshine, especially Sunshine. Well, yeah, especially Sunshine was right. pushing the sixty-four model just into a weird category just for the sake of being weird, as opposed to like just remaking 64 yeah. generically, you know? I wonder if we'll ever get back to that. Do you think we're far away from like another flagship Mario game? It was close with Odyssey. Yeah, it just doesn't, f- I don't know why it doesn't feel the same. Maybe it's just me. I loved Odyssey, but it was a, it was too easy. I mean, it was definitely more geared towards the younger crowd. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, I mean, Mario was like not an easy game. I mean, it wasn't like the hard, no. it wasn't the easiest. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the difficulty curve went down as time grew on in Mario games. Because Mario became so popular of an icon, I think that um, he had to cater to more of an audience. So, like, kids, well, obviously knew who Mario was, wanted to play as Mario, wanted to play with Mario games. And you kind of have to make them happy. So you kind of got to curve the difficulty a little bit so, they, so that you can have them play and be a draw in the game. You know? That's a good point, yeah. It really makes you wonder if, like, the flagship character for anything is automatically going to have to be dumbed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because, because it's, it's too popular. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a victim like, of it's its just more draw, right? I guess. I guess, but you can still do... I don't know, maybe it's just become so fragmented because, like, Mario Maker is the opposite. Oh, yeah, that's. I guess that's like their treat for like the hardcore right. gamers, you know? Maybe. maybe they're just splitting it up now. Maybe they're like, Mario can be a bunch of different things, whereas even Zelda or Pokemon were not as confident you in know, it's that funny. IP. It's funny because they made like stuff. a Zelda maker, which is not nearly as good. <laughs> oh, I haven't even played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, there's like a Zelda maker, and it's just, it's just not as good. Wow. You could do it easily with Mario. You can't do it. It's just like a different... You can't really create what Zelda is because it's not like a 3D platform. You can't just go block, block, block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like... It gets a little more in-depth, you know? I guess that's part of it, too, is like the simplicity behind Mario in general forces you to get a little more quirky. I I, I used to pester my friend Tim, who was a big Sega guy, about Sonic just being hold down right and jump and just yeah. like one button and I mean really the first Mario that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was you know that's a perfect <laughs> thing to say because Sonic also just like Mario absolutely became you know what that's quirky a huge so like that's like a huge timeline twist where like if Sonic beat out Mario if there was no Mario Sega does a lot more oh, yeah. it's definitely more well off without Mario in the competition yeah because then the Dreamcast 64 thing is totally that's the opposite complete, yeah it's completely different meanwhile everyone pretty much acknowledged that Dreamcast might have been a better system I mean saying a lot Dreamcast went like eventually like tried chasing like sony right later on and she kind of took like the playstation route they did that might not even be a thing no it probably wouldn't i would imagine that sonic would have been the one to be the premier video game ip instead of mario yeah interesting so maybe it's not even Al- alternate storyline more mario stuff but spreading it out a little more and this is a super important question and everyone at home has an opinion and i'm sure it's backed by fact who's your personal favorite mario kart character to use a Wario. Really? It's not even it's not even remotely close so fat. either. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my way. Just uh, he's like a big body in the paint. Wow. Okay. He's bully his way in there. And I, he's and he's still pretty fast for, for where it's Yeah, at. yeah, that's true. It's a nice little I'm with slot. you. That's a good one. And it's yeah. a troll pick, which is fun. Oh, it's great. He has the great voice lines. Yeah. I'm not gonna win. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's twirling the mustache. Yeah, twirling the mustache after I get he gets all you that. with the shell. That's legit. Always taunting. It's great. I have a fat boy, too. I'm a DK guy. Oh, that's a big boy. Are you a, a DK guy in tennis also? I was going to ask the same thing to you. I'm a DK guy across the board wow. from the b- first cart 
to golf to ten- tennis especially. He's got all the power. I mean, his serve is like 105. Oh, like my stupid. God. Although Diddy <laughs> is good in that, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm DK in literally everything. I Smash DK for sure. He's got the best throw. No question. Sure. Why, you mix it up? Yeah, yeah. What about tennis? Tennis? I was boo. Oh, the tricky. tricky. Of course. You would. A little extra finesse, a little curve that ball. Plus, he was like, it was, I think Mario Tennis, one of the first games where you could like be like one of the Mario generic bad guys. You could be Boo, you could be Paratroop. That's true. And I was like, yeah, I want to be the bad guy. <laughs> I actually will say that. I want to be like this, uh, like dry bones or something. I'm overstating it probably, but you know, we got hot takes on the podcast. I think Mario Tennis, there's a world where that's the best Mario game. Mario Tennis? I think so. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. But I think it really has replayability that other ones don't. It's like if I can't include Smash as a Mario game, which I can't. Right. It's taking its own. It's kind of that version of it. Like other IP, right? Right. It's timeless like that. If we turned around, shut these mics off, and fired up Mario Tennis, we would be playing for two hours, beating the shit out of each other. It's really like, I don't know, I think it's actually more competitive than Kart. That's a wild statement, I know. It's got its own, like, following a Smash Tennis and Kart. There's, like, tournaments and whatnot. I actually love golf, too. Uh, yeah, I was a fan of, like, I was, I'm a big Hot Shots golf guy. Me too. Going over to PlayStation a little bit, but, sorry. Mario Golf. Sweet Tooth. Grand 64. It's great. Sweet Tooth and Hot Shots Golf and the Gecko. They should have just, if they just did a deal with Geico a long time ago, that game would be popping <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention Mario Party. Same in that. I'm a DK guy I'm through a, and through. Yeah, I'm a Warrior guy in that also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you gotta stick to your guns. I think it's important. It's a sign of character. I don't do it in Smash. Well, um, Mario, yeah, right. Well, he didn't come till later, right, right. What about OG Smash? Who are you? you f- I feel like you're Ness. I was a Ness guy. Yeah, of course you were. I wasn't at first, though. I was a Kirby guy at first. Cheese. I was a kid. Oh, well, yeah. Pure cheese. Just the rock. I would just... The down rock. When I was a kid, just down rock. And the spike is too strong. For people that really play Smash, anyone who's listening who's a Smash player knows about the spike. DK has a good spike, but Kirby's is really ridiculous. Actually, Ness is really good, too. Yeah. That is the best Nintendo game. Original Smash for 64. I don't see how... Best Nintendo game. I don't even know if it's arguable. Like, I will die on that hill ten times over and take gunshot wounds over and over for Smash. I don't care. I could play Smash. You fire that up right now, I'll throw down. It's that's, really that's good. That's so tough. That's, yeah? That's so... No, I, it's, it's up there. I just don't... I, I don't know if I could put it on one. Best Nintendo game of all time. I feel like you're a classic Mario 64 guy. Honestly, it's not going to be called such a fanboy or just like a, a cash, but Ocarina of Time is like my favorite yeah. Nintendo game. Yeah, that's totally fair. It's one totally of my fair. favorite games of all time. And it's just... I don't know. That game is just... Life changing. <laughs> I can't argue that, but I also do think that Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game. So for that reason, I can't put Ocarina of Time. Fair enough. Above. Fair. There is a fine line between Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. You're one or the other. They're so different. You are one or the other. Yeah, yeah. You or the really other. can't be both. You can't. It's a cop out. And if you're a Breath of the Wild guy, then you're either eight years old. Yeah, newer. It's also really good, but you can't, I don't. I don't think I can call it number one. I don't. And that see game how... is inc- that game's like an actual masterpiece. But I, I it can't, really is. I can't call it. I can't call it one. I'd be lying to myself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's only better because it's newer. Because they can do open world kind of shit. That's not fair to compare. The you, other ones yeah, could. You do can that. get away with so much more now. It's right. Just, yeah. Of course. Animal. 
that's why I love Link to the Past because it felt like OG open world stuff where you zoom out, you see the map, you're like, holy shit, I can go all the way over there. Yeah. Also, the music. I mean, so they're good. always like, it's always ever expanding, right? Like Mario 64, which is like the next step from Super Mario Bros. Because you, you you couldn't do that on Super Nintendo. <laughs> I no. think I've soured on Mario 64. Not oh, sour. My. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. That was the wrong word. It's great. But after watching all of these speed runs that we watch... I mean, all those N64 games were broken. Like, first of all, if you don't know what Games Done Quick is... Great uh, plug here. Great plug. It's really... I don't even know how to describe it. It's a marathon, a week-long marathon, twice a year, and then they do other shorter events. That is people just speedrunning games, finishing games as fast as humanly possible, whether they're breaking rules or not. And there's different categories. Sometimes crazy different stipulations. Right. Blindfolded. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So, And by the way, there's a lot of money donated to charity throughout this thing. This year was over $3 million. Over $3 million over Uh, a week-long event. Yeah, and it was just recently. And every single time it happens, Sal and I basically are in contact for... Seven straight days Seven straight, without much sleep. Yeah, no, it, 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 there might not be any sleep actually. <laughs> it's always on both of our TVs, and we don't even need to ask if each other are watching it. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it's did constant. you just see that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. So anyway, check that out. It's on Twitch. It's really good. But the reason I brought it up was because I've seen so much of literally, like you said, the blindfold Mario sixty four. Yeah, like one they hand, have one handed. It's. They've gone so insane with that game, especially a lot of games, but that one really. Yeah. Well, over in a time's like 12 minutes now. Not oh even less God. than that. It's just like, uh, they just clip through the entire yeah. floor. I get like a jar of bugs. And then I back <laughs> up to this specific door in the Deku tree yeah. and I drop it. And then I'm at the top of Ganon's castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, Super Nintendo does it also. Link to the Past does it, actually. All of them. There are so many backdoor things that either were or were not intended that. Yeah. Some of them, like, are intentional. Obviously, like the warp flute and, like, original idea. Yeah, Definitely. That's intentional. It, exactly. Like, Perfect you example. Just, you know, go to the warp That's line, like rookie get, get version flute. of what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. But these, some of these just, like, abuse the actual, like, mathematics of the game, like, the creation of the game. Like, they do. Number and, manipulation and, and stuff. And I find. I find those ones much more interesting, even during Games Done Quick, but just in general, they're more interesting than the other consoles are. Like, if you watch, um, I don't know, Halo or, like, the Doom one that they did recently. Right. There's obviously a million of them, even a Final Fantasy run, which we both love. Yeah. Which we totally didn't talk about yet. Yeah. (laughs) But Uh, might later. Right. Uh, Might come up. Even those feel more straightforward, and it feels like Nintendo, when they're developing games, knows... It's like they can see the future and they know their audience so well that they're like, people are going to break this and they're going to find this one thing that we can do. And we're going to make sure that they can do it. Do you think they think about that when developing games? I don't think they used to. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. No, no, I don't think they did at the time. But, I mean, some were But now they definitely obviously. do. I mean, no, yeah, now they're onto it. I think they're onto it more than the other companies are. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're more aware of it, I think. I think they're more into like Easter eggy type stuff. They know who their audience is. They want to reward them where Sony and Microsoft and even PC and whatever, all the studios are more into just like, let's make this game as good as possible. Where Nintendo is like, of course, they're trying to make a good game. Yeah. But they're more concerned with the experience of the person playing it than the technical manipulation, potential manipulation. Yeah. And like prowess of the game. And I have always felt that way about Nintendo. Like it just feels more homey. It just feels like they yeah. care more about how you feel when you're playing it. It's more family oriented. Like Maybe that's what it multiple is. Multiple for a good time, I think. Like I guess that might be what it a is. A whole family, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's talk quickly about systems. We totally didn't mention them yet. 
but we might. What's your favorite of all of them? NES, Game Boy, SNES, 64, Wii, Switch. Also, I should buy the Switch, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have a post-it right here <laughs> that says Nintendo Switch, question mark. Yes. I need to get it. Uh, there's a lot of good games coming out. We just talked about Nintendo Direct. Yeah, which great. just happened. I loved it. We'll talk about that. There's in a some minute. sour pusses about it, but really, we'll talk about that in a minute. But favorite system, putting you on the spot, you got to pick one. It's, it's got to be the Super Nintendo, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the Super Nintendo. I agree with you. I, I don't think there. Again, I don't know if there is another choice. I can understand if you picked 64 because that leap from Super Nintendo to 64 was so wild. Yeah. Plus, it also has to do with like uh, age, right? You think it's generational? It could be. I think that has some sort of play in it. I think. Game Boy is a dark horse, though. I might have put more hours into Game Boy than any of the other systems. I mean, still am. And tell you can. It's. That's why I need to get the Switch. I mean, yeah. yeah. Switch found a way to be Game Boy and and main console. console. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm hyped about that Kirby game, dude. It's. It looks so good. It looks so good. Kirby just he's just engulfing everything. I know. There's no like stopping a, him when he was a There's car. There's no stopping him. <laughs> Cars, vending machines. <laughs> Kirby underrated and hasn't been around in way too long. Not like main series like that, no. Not like significant. I mean, there were some like Game Boy ports that were like good. Yeah, but a lot when you of think good, of there was Kirby, a lot of good Kirby Game Boy games. What actually. game do you think of? I think of Green Dreamland. Yeah, Dreamland. Right, but that's forever ago. Yeah, we Crystal, were children. Like Crystal Shards for sixty four. I guess I liked. I actually liked that one. You can get the Darth Maul lightsaber. <laughs> one of the abilities. Oh, that's that, pretty you know dope. What? In that one, you can. I'm not sure if it was the first. But you can absorb two different abilities as Kirby, and they all like mix like a different tree. Like you can get like the wind ability and the fire ability, and that's how you got like the oh yeah like, the, yeah the big flaming sword. They did push the envelope, but it just didn't feel as iconic for some reason. I don't know why. I still don't think Kirby has peaked. I think there's a game out there, and this might be it. I Switch think this one. might be it. You think so? I, I think this might be it. Yeah. It feels like Kirby has so much potential that hasn't been met yet in a full game, whereas when Kirby is in other games like Smash, everyone's like, oh my god, Kirby's the coolest. But then you play Dreamland, and you're like, no one talks about Dreamland, you know? It's great. It is great, but it just hasn't reached the popularity that I think it can, so I hope the Switch changes that. It's also the first—I think this is actually the first true 3D Kirby. No, really? I think every single one of them is side scroll, And then it's Kirby's Air Ride, but that's like— more of like a different racer, yeah. you know? Wow. That's wild. I think. I know there's a lot of Game Boy ones. There's a lot of Game Boy ones. There are a lot but of But I games. can't actually think of one. I can't either. And if you can, at the link underscore podcast, let us know. Last thing I want to talk about before the break, favorite controllers. This one is big. I can tell you which one I hate, and everyone's going to get so mad at me that I'm saying it. GameCube? No, I hate the N64 controller. What? I hate the GameCube controller. you have controller. to be like an octopus. There was three grips. GameCube's ten times worse. All right, it doesn't have the three grips. No, I, mean, I hear you. It's brutal. Yeah. That's... I mean, it's still fun to use. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll... Look. It's you're... it's not the best. Fuck. All right. You're right, but, like, it's a fine line, right? Would we even be talking about it if it wasn't so wild? It pushed the envelope so far for what controllers can be. That's like Nintendo's shtick, too, I feel like. Yeah. Probably get into that later, too, but... The... Or, or will we? Or will we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Nintendo's controllers, they always try and... Mix it up, make it more like different. Oh, or just they different. Step out. Yeah, yeah, different. They're willing there. to try shit. Motion control. They were first to go with like heavy on the motion control. I think that might be. It might be the family friendly thing. It might be the fact that they are just so willing to create ideas and execute them, whereas every other console company just is so laser focused on just creating cool games, which is obviously ninety percent of it. Probably you need the good games or none of it matters. But right. But the 64 controller is a good example because if they don't do that, the tri-pronged thing, the back button, the Z yeah, button the Z on the button. back, uh, even 
the D-pad combined with the stick. That was never seen before. Right. The stick in general was barely seen. I mean, going back to Atari, I guess it was seen and like stuff like that. But Some weird third party. like Right. I, Sega, Sega had one, right? Yeah, yeah whatever Sega that was called. Yeah. But they really were the first to make it mainstream and combine it. And whether you hate it or not, it's fair. It doesn't make sense so much. But I think if I'm playing devil's advocate, which I want to, that's why we're talking about it now is because they pushed the envelope so far. And maybe they went too far. But... I don't think we would be having this episode about Nintendo if they weren't willing to push the envelope like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, least favorite 64. I'm, I'm looking at the list now. I guess it's fair. I mean, the NES, it's hard to rag on because it's so classic. And then Super Nintendo. That's one of the best controllers, the Super Nintendo. You think I, so? I, yeah, it's one of the best ones. The only gripe I have with Super Nintendo that I've seen improved if you buy a like a Super Nintendo style controller now is that there was no depth to the controller. It was very thin, same as sure. the NES. Yeah, so yeah. you can't grip it that well. Right. right. So if it you're playing like for a long three time. Three fingers, you know. Right. Like if you think about a current Xbox or PlayStation controller, it has such 3D-ness to it. But SNES is so flat that uh, they just didn't know at the time. It's not their fault. Yeah, it was just the evolution of video games. But that's another thing where 64, as silly as it was, was the first like round controller. You know? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of one before that. And I think GameCube... I guess GameCube is actually the parent of what controllers are now. It figured out what 64 did well. Yeah, I think... Well, I think PlayStation... The PlayStation 2 controller, which would be like GameCube's era. I think PlayStation 2 controller is actually the best controller ever made. Yeah. Did Which came out first? GameCube or PS2? Yeah. Uh, PS, I think PS2. I think it came out... Well, it's the same, like, era... Let's find out. Three hours later. March 4th, 2000, PS2 came out. 2001? September 2001. Huh. Wow. GameCube came out three days after 9-11. Wow. You think this is really going off on a tangent now? You think that had an impact on how, I don't want to say unpopular GameCube was, but it there's a lot of factors to why GameCube is that way. The mini disc is a huge one of them. Yeah. But I've never thought about this before, and I wonder if that had an impact. Parents are like, I'm not buying a GameCube. I don't even know what's going on in the country right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a... It's a reach. It's a reach. <laughs> but still, it might be true. I don't know. I just, I think maybe just uh, Sony coming out first, which is like... Yeah. Like, getting course. you a GameCube, I already got you a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? I guess you're right. Once you get to that age, like, everyone's playing and whatnot. Yeah, so, so I guess... You gotta have one to play with your friends. And when did Xbox game come as your out? friends, I should say. November 2001, so it was yeah, I knew that one later. was later. I knew that one was later, yeah. So Xbox and they were GameCube They were late to the party right in near each other. They were late to the party in general, you know? Right. But they were right near each other, pretty much. I mean, that was a month apart. Yeah. But PS just beat them to market by a year. Yeah. That's wild. Because 64 came out in 1996. And it's funny, because when you look back, I don't know if this is just me, but I think of 64 and PS2 as contemporaries. I have PS2 and GameCube, and then I have PS1 and... And 64? And 64. When did PS1 come out? You're probably right. Four, 94. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they beat... PS1 beat 64 by PS, Well, PS2 two years. comes out the same as GameCube, right? Right. So I put, like, the next step behind, which would be the PS1, right? And the N64. And then SNES was kind of just standalone. No one else was really a contender at the time. Well, Sega was a contender at the time. 1990 SNES. That's a huge yeah. gap between... Yeah. It's it's pretty significant. That's a four-year gap between SNES and PlayStation, and then a two-year gap until 64. Right. I wonder if they really all benefited from that because they weren't competing with each other as much, and now they're so aligned. I mean, look at PS5 and Xbox, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. 
came out at the same exact time. And I think they know better now, like, we have to come out at the same time or we're right. both screwed. Yeah, exactly. Someone's at a disadvantage, and it's not going to be me. Right, like, exactly. Like, like, it's just come to, like, a mutual agreement. They would point. rather battle than one of them lose. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing of the past now. It's really interesting. But anyway, I think you're right. PlayStation 2 probably led the controller wars, but... I think... GameCube, it's it's missing a button when you think about it, like compared to a PS2 controller. It's only got Z. PlayStation yeah. has L1, L2, R1, R2. It's 100%. So, like, you could play it like fighters were great. Yeah, fighters you got to wonder why... Shooters were great. They must have been so addicted to the single joystick because of 64 success. Right. That they just... They tried doing the C-stick, and it was just... No good. No one... You, you don't even use it. Even now, if you use a GameCube controller, you don't use it. Stuff. Weird. Yeah, it really makes you wonder, like, why didn't Nintendo adopt the double analog? Uh, probably they just wanted to do their own thing, I guess? They wanted to do, like, that crazy, wacky, zany Nintendo gimmick controller, I guess. It's... It, it obviously has worked, I guess, but uh, I don't think it behooved them very well, because now I feel like it's so standard to have two analogs for any kind right. of aiming Right, and I think that's anything. just, like, what they're shooting for. And they fixed it, obviously. The Switch has two analogs. Yeah. But they tried to it's stick to their guns. more, yeah, you got like one in each hand. They're also motion controllers. Right. You could use each Joy-Con as a separate controller. You True. Know? Yeah. Which, I don't know about you, but I can't do. They're too small. It's very small. It's so it's small. They small. have to be But children. like you have Pro Controllers now. I know. Yeah, you got to get so, those if you have the Switch. If I buy the Switch, like, I'm going to get the Pro Controller. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a half. It's an absolute must. People use the GameCube controller still. Also really good. Yeah. I mean, they, like, remade the controllers for specifically for the Switch, right. which is cool. Yeah, it is Like, cool. Smash players now. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't care about competitiveness, then fine, but I also it's have to feel like... It's still way more It's convenient. a better experience in yeah, general. agreed. Playing with those tiny little Switch controllers is just, uh... They're there to work, but not to be great. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and then I want to talk music. All right. You know what I think you guys would like? Cash. You know what else I think you would like? Sports. And I can combine those two things when I give you sweet picks on the Mike the Mush Sports Show. I consciously don't talk about sports a lot on the Link Podcast because I've branched off into my own other show. You can catch it on YouTube, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you at the end. But I've got a deep background in sports. I worked at ESPN. I'm still working in the sports industry. I love it. All my friends always love it. We debate. We talk. I got hot takes. My nickname has been the Mush for years because I have notoriously bad luck to the point where it's hilarious. So you can only imagine that when I'm spouting off for an hour about a given sports topic, that player will probably get hurt or do something totally weird and will be like, mushed it. He mushed it again. It makes things fun and keeps things lively, and it's a fun nickname. I like nicknames, and you can't give them to yourself, so this is the one I got. We do the show live on YouTube a couple times a week. Various topics, always with a gambling tilt, giving out picks, reviewing odds, props, parlays if you're into that. Big parlay guy. You want an example of what we would talk about? I don't know. What about the odds that Barry Bonds would have made the Hall of Fame? They were zero, and it's ridiculous, and Cooperstown is stupid, but don't get me started on that. I couldn't gamble on it. If I could have, I would have bet no. But you better believe I'm never bringing my kids to Cooperstown. you got to be kidding me. I mean, the best player of all time isn't even in there. Ridiculous. Also, I don't have kids. I want them someday, but it's a, it's a different ad. Point is, subscribe to Mike the Mush on YouTube. Hit the like, leave a comment, join the live chats. Fun stuff. And you got video on there. You just hear my sweet, sultry voice on here. Is that how you use that word? I don't know. But you can see me on there. Tell your mom, tell your friends, talk to your dog about it. You know how it goes. Just hit that noty bell. Mike the Mush. I'll see you there. All right, so I want to try something. I want to talk about music. The 8-bit stuff is really important, I think. Uh, it's another differentiator that we haven't touched on for Nintendo in general. But... 
before we do that, I picked five songs that I really like that I think you also know and like. Uh, I didn't want to go through all the songs we like because there's just so many. I've been listening to a Nintendo playlist all day, literally, which is great, by the way. If you're on Spotify or something, search Nintendo playlist and it's like, oh, it's it's a fun I have, day. I think I have like eight different. Like, Dude, it's great. Like lo-fi editions. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's some, so there, many that you like. Great. Like there's so many that you're like, oh, I know this song. And you're like, why do I know this song? So that's what I think is fun. So I'm going to try to, I'm not going to sing them, but I'll either whistle or hum or something. A couple of the songs that I wrote down and we'll see if you can guess them and we'll see if the people at home know them as well. First one's easy. We're going to warm up slow. I'll do like five seconds of each, but I got to find the right time. Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. That's Mario. Easy, but we're just warming up. Let's go to... I think you'll get this, but I don't know if you'll know the name of it. That would be wild. No pressure. This, this is short, too. You'll at least know what game it's from. Oh, you want the soundtrack name well, also? Well, we'll see. We'll see what you get. Ready? Oh, okay. That's Zelda. Over time. Yeah, it's... The Lost Woods. It is. Saria's song. Right? Yes, that's what it is. Saria's song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, come on. Come on. All right, that's good. Though. I wouldn't have known the name. I would have known exactly where it is when it plays. Oh, no, I, I think I can. Uh, the name. Okay, you got that one. Song. That's I mean, good. it's also my favorite game ever, like, ever made. I know. There was so many from that I game think the music is that so, I could have picked. That's one of the reasons why it's one of the best games I think. That's well, the, the music in that game. 100%. That goes for a lot of these games. Right. Yeah, correct. Primo. But we'll talk about that in a second. I have a okay. couple more. This next one is absolutely classy you'll get it but the people at home will get a kick i don't think i'm gonna whistle for this one i think i'm gonna just uh i'm gonna do a little rendition i wish i had a banjo oh that's also mario it is mario you know which levels it is started that one was for super nintendo yeah was it called donut valley yeah i thought so i it's tried not. to look up it's which not one. i think it's like before it is absolutely called... the ones with the donuts that fall down it's also in that but I, it's on a stage prior it's called I the don't athletic know theme yeah there's no yeah there's no, no like name that. right yeah. but i looked up which levels it was i didn't go through the video and i didn't play i should have okay but uh i know it only plays in the levels that are speed scrolling the auto scrollers yes the yeah. auto scrollers that have no floor that you you can fall through. Okay, with okay. So like it was that whole world with like okay. either the donuts or the clouds or like whatever it was. Okay. Uh, and they've done renditions of that in the yeah in the further latter, games yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Good one. Good one. I didn't go too hard here. I could have. I could have gone. <laughs> this, this is a long list here. This one I think you'll get, but now we're getting a little more interesting. This one's harder. The people at home are gonna have a harder time with this. I trust that you might get it. That's Mega Man. By the way, for the people that don't know, I nailed that. Check it out. It is Mega Man. It's it's Mega Man Two specifically. Well, that's when the that's when the series took off. Yeah, Two is wildly popular. But yeah, that's one of my favorite series. I knew it was. They are tough. They are tough. I wanted to do Mega Man X, but it's too like 
There's too much guitar. There, well, that's, well, yeah, that's, yeah, it gets <laughs> yeah. low. That's when I got a little crazy. Right? This one, a lot of the Super Nintendo games get that. This one was still the eight bit style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which Super I Nintendo respect. had some great soundtracks. That's where it like really took off. I think big time, dude. Mega Man Two is i don't want to say it's nothing without the music but the music is like it's very it feels iconic. like when they wrote it it was like we're writing this around the music almost it's it's pretty iconic okay one more this one i also think people really like <laughs> there's a lot of versions of it which is pretty funny it's, it's it's really hard for me to get the proper vibe for this one so i'm gonna try my best <laughs> it's it's fucking hard okay okay i, I can do this i have faith in you yeah What do you think? Is that Final Fantasy? No. If I played it, you would know it. But do you guys know it? Let's see. Here's the real version. Let me do it in a different tone. Non-whistle. Non-whistle version. Okay. But it's got to be subtle is the thing. If I'm coming on too strong, it's a very subtle okay. sound. Oh, wait a yeah, try it again, try it again. All right. Oh, is that Donkey Kong Country, actually? It is. Okay. You know which level? Um, it's that, is, that, is that the cavern level? No, it's not the cavern level. The aquatic ambience? Yes! Whatever. I think it's called, actually. Yes, like my that. man. Aquatic ambience. That is exactly what it's called. You got it. You got it. Pokey, baby. The swordfish. Yes, exactly. That level is actually, like, beautiful. That level is, like, actually, like, super iconic. Like, Mystical, almost, because of the soundtrack. I, it's a great, I totally a great agree. score for a level. A great score for a level. That Donkey level Kong is another one, like Mega Man, that I think Mario and Zelda would survive without the music, although the music adds a lot to it. Yes, yes. But yes. I don't think that Donkey Kong or Mega Man would be, especially Donkey Kong. It's so funky and jazzy. Yeah, they definitely get, I mean, the DK rap. Oh, I mean, it's great. It's legendary. Yeah, I, it's great. And they, they spanned so many different styles for the different levels. It is very uh, mood. The moods are definitely. It's well, crazy. They swing, I guess. Right? Yeah. I DK really want to know. See, when I first wrote this question down, I wrote 8-bit and beyond. Is that a differentiator anymore or is that done now? Because the 8-bit sound was so, so Nintendo for lack of a better way to phrase it. And I do think they've found a way to evolve, but stay true to what the sound is. Like, even go back to 64. That's not 8-bit. No, no. I mean, I guess... But it still sounds not... It's iconic. Yeah, it's. I guess it's like it's iconic, but it's also like trapped in like the technology of sound around, capable of the consoles at that time available, right? Yeah, I guess so. But even now, don't you feel like they still are like sometimes holding back? It's not like they're doing full orchestra symphonies or anything. Right. Yeah. They're still trying to make it sound digital somehow. I don't know how they pull that off. I don't know. It's great. It really is great. It's it's a miracle that they're able to keep their sound so iconic throughout all those things. There were a hundred different songs. By the way, I don't know if you know this song. The Song of Time and Song of Storms from Ocarina of Time is okay. literally the Game of Thrones theme. It blew my mind when I was listening to it before, and I can't separate them at all. I'm going to play it for you. Hold on. Now I want to play the Game of Thrones theme, just the intro. It's incredible. It's the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's, 
It's it's actually crazy. Like I can't yeah. understand. Like they literally pretty much stole it. And then everyone praises the Game of Thrones people, Ramin Jawadi or whatever his name is, and he's awesome. But like, wow, dude, you just played Zelda and ripped it. Yeah, that's literally the same notes. Actually incredible that I found that. I have a couple more random things I wanted to touch on. This one is near and dear to both of our hearts. Final Fantasy leaving Nintendo, whatever year that happened between 6 and 7. Well, that's Square's product. It's their IP, right? Yeah, it is. But it was on Nintendo for a long time, many years. It all started there. Yeah. Started on Nintendo. Yeah, it's a shame. You think they'll ever go back? Well, you it's... It's going to Xbox now. Yeah. It already is. Yeah. They're not exclusive anymore. You see them in in Nintendo products. They're in Smash now. Exactly. I feel like there's an open door I don't think you'll see, like, a Nintendo IP created by, like, a, like, you won't see, like, a Super Mario RPG. Because that was Square Enix. That was Final Fantasy's team that made Super Mario RPG. That's why I I don't think you'll see that again. But... Yeah. I think you'll see like Final Fantasy VII remake on the Switch. You think so? Well, Final Fantasy VII's on the Switch now, right? The remake would be sick. I'm, I'm sure it'll if come. If they had motion it. control. But I like... don't think you'll see Square Enix make like IP for specifically Nintendo, not Sony or anything. You I know? think what holds them back Something is... Something different than Final Fantasy or not, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess if they open the door with Final Fantasy, they would be foolish not to develop other stuff for them. But... I think what holds them back a little bit and also propels them forward, so it's a weird relationship, is that a game like Final Fantasy is a perfect example where if you're going to have it on the Switch, you want it to have motion control in some capacity. If you're going to have it on Nintendo, like a Wii back in the day, all those games come out much later because you right. need the gyroscope. You need the like all the things to be calibrated. You need it to work in the Nintendo way rather than just being a port that comes out right away. Right. Yeah, like Resident Evil 4 came out for Wii. How many years later? So far. I mean, it was after. originally on GameCube, but like, right. it didn't come out for, it could have been launched like Wii. But right, because they're kind of remaking the game. Right. And so. You have to. You have to. Yeah. To make it Nintendo. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. It's a different port. You have to. And so I wonder if that's why their relationship with Square is not as good because they're treated like a second tier company because it's not developed initially for them. But that's not Nintendo's problem. It's Square's problem. If Square wanted to be Nintendo exclusive, they could be tomorrow. I wish they would go back. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you have like Octopath for yeah. Switch, which is almost like... I just missed the Final Fantasy style game on Nintendo, and I feel like when Final Fantasy left them, they abandoned that entire game type a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that RPG is... I mean, RPG... Super Nintendo was incredible for RPGs, and you know why? There's Final Fantasy on Super Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. But there was also some other good ones. I mean, Mario, well, Mario RPG was also... N64 had zero. I mean, two. RPGs. They moved away from it Two. entirely. Well, it was all party-based. I think that was more like their... It was intentional. Their, yeah, their marketing. I have a feeling that if they we get to an outro that we may recommend underrated games. I don't know if we'll get there, but uh, if we do get there... I'll start thinking of it now. Yeah, give it a shot. But if we do get there, I have a feeling I may forget to do one of my Super Nintendo ones. Right. I just have that feeling. I don't know. It's just it's in the pit of my stomach. And one that I would mention is Illusion of Gaia. Really Great soundtrack. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Speaking of soundtracks from before and ripping each other off and whatnot, Ramstein has a song that's demoed like directly, I think, I don't know the legality of it, off of the Illusion of Gaia theme. Really? Yeah. Wow. I gotta look into that. It is legitimately the Illusion of Gaia theme. 
Wow. Nintendo really... It's like a background whistling of, the, of a Ramstein song. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. It right. makes me really happy right. to think that Ramstein plays these kind of games, and it uh, makes sense. Which would be sick. It would, would, it would be ha- super I mean, sick. I love Ramstein already. I would have a newfound respect for that. The reason I brought up that game is because, A, I may forget it later. Was- I don't know. Who knows? And, B, it felt like a total... I don't want to say ripoff because it's a great game in its own right, but the style of it is pure Final Fantasy style. Like artistic style? Everything. Just the way the characters move. The Yeah, it was more like a real-time action RPG, like a a Secret of uh, Evermore or something like that. Mm. Star Ocean. Yeah, I Um, I hear that, but I I just feel like without Final Fantasy, that game never gets made. Oh, absolutely not. And I don't know when that came out in relation to all the Final Fantasies and stuff, and it's murky because of the Japanese versions and all that. But I do wonder if they saw the writing on the wall that they were going to lose... Final Fantasy, and they decided to try their best to like create some new avenues where they could continue. And then I don't know if Illusion of Gaia ever got a sequel, did it? No, 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 no. but great game. I don't know. I think Illusion of Gaia was made by Enix. Actually. Was it? I think it was made by. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might be made by Enix because that's like another major player that merged to become Square Enix. Like there was Square Soft, and then there was Enix. I don't know if this I is an Enix so. title. No, but that could like. That could have also led to the the sway in RPG. It was definitely inspired at the very least. Um, yeah, it was Enix. Wow, nice. Good for you. Nice, Sal. Way to go. Two point Developer point. was Quintet, and the publishers were, yeah, it was Enix. Publisher was Enix. It was another, not a lot of people give Enix enough love because, like, the first time you heard Enix in a title from a more broader, like, casual gamer perspective yeah. or not, it's Kingdom Hearts. The first yeah. Final Fantasy that was Square Enix was until... Seven wasn't Square 11. Enix? No, Squaresoft. Squaresoft, you're so right. Eight, nine, and and ten. I don't think... I think that happened at PS2, was actually. Was ten... I think ten was Squaresoft, and then Kingdom Hearts was Square Enix, and I think that's actually where the merge happened. I think they might have been in the process of, like, The merger was, it up. like, right there. Was I think that's when Square bought Fascinating. Enix. You know why that happened? And for all the FFX players out there, Final Fantasy X, great game. It's because the Space Whale probably screwed up the whole timeline of the yeah, world. Yeah, that's, what that's, that's what's going on with this podcast. That's, that's true. That's uh, true. I think, the, I, think the, <laughs> I think the Space Whale has altered, the flying alien Space Whale has altered the timeline of events. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said life. it better myself. IRL. Yeah, and we wouldn't know, uh, except for the fact that we have Blitzball tickets in like 20 minutes. Right. So We're going to go see the, was it the Besaid Aurochs? Yeah, the Besaid Aurochs. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hopefully they have a better goalkeeper. Uh, hopefully there's no monsters that just penetrate the, uh, the arena. Yeah, we'll find out. Annihil- I mean, annihilate everyone. By the way, everyone has turned this off. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Right. Google Final Fantasy X laughing scene, and that's all you need to know. It's the most legendary game. It's actually the best Final Fantasy game. I don't care what anybody says. It's It might not be the best. Seven is the best, but ten is just so iconic. I mean, oh my god. But not a Nintendo game, so what are you going to do? I didn't really know this. I knew they were related, but FinalAntasy VII was supposed to come out on Super Nintendo. Right. And they then they couldn't fit it all in the memory of a Super Nintendo cart, I believe. It was two things. It was that, and they didn't know whether to make it a, like a two-cart thing, because they ended up doing that. It was three discs, actually. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. But they didn't know how to do two carts, because I don't think anyone... There there are no games that are two carts. No. That doesn't exist. No, so a, they didn't know what thing. to do there, and the development of Chrono Trigger oh boy. actually <sighs> pushed back... Great title. Actually pushed back the 
development of seven so far that PlayStation was already out at the time. They didn't plan on it being out yet. Right. And so since it was out, they just went with the discs because they could fit more there. And you wonder if Chrono Trigger didn't take so goddamn long, which was worth it. Great game. We might have got Final Fantasy seven on Super Nintendo. Yeah. And if I mean, who knows what the world would be like? Right. Yeah. Who knows what the world would even be like at this point? Because who knows where Final Fantasy would have gone? That was such a flagship for PlayStation. There's another alternate timeline. If Square Enix never went to Sony and stayed with Nintendo. Because they might have. Because if Final Fantasy VII pops off on Super Nintendo, everyone's like, well, we don't need to switch over. Right. But then again, it would have been a completely different game. It was a big buying point for Sony, Uh, I think, in my opinion. I think it's like... It was the buying point. It's pretty pretty didn't they pretty much launch with it it was was like like, right after the launch uh yeah it was right or was it a part i think 97 was actually like the greatest supposedly the greatest year in in gaming because i think like symphony of the castlevania also also see there's another one actually castlevania another jumper started out nintendo started but also was on n64 they never went exclusive away from nintendo right they're still on nintendo yes yeah but but they made the jump to sony also and that game was also, maybe one of the best games of all time. Yeah, really good. I mean, um, Castlevania. But that was, yeah, series. that game only came out for PlayStation. You come out for Super Nintendo or N64, and there was both. There was both titles. Super Castlevania was on Super Nintendo. You're right. Castlevania 64 was also on N64. So it wasn't like a yeah, they what came out first bridge. kind of thing. They made that cross like this was way su- before exclusives were the norm. Right. So. Right. Final Fantasy was the weird one because it jumped. It actually jumped yeah. over and not back. And right. still hasn't gone back. I mean, this is 20 yeah, had like whatever Crystal years Chronicles. Ago. Right. It's which interesting. Is like the only exclusive for N64, but that was another. Eh, it was I, meh. Whatever. I would love for them to have a reuniting in some capacity. I would love. Yeah, I would love. Even if it's I mean, just I've a always been praying for the Mario RPG sequel. Everyone had like actual sequel. You had it in Paper Mario, but it wasn't done by Square Enix, so it was kind of different. Yeah, it didn't have. I wonder if we've talked about Paper Mario being a sequel yet. Nah, but we might. We might. We might. I don't know. (laughs) I I hear you. I do think that's on the way. I think Nintendo has a good. Actually, I don't know if it's good. They they are willing to wait a long time to make sure the game is right. How long have we waited for a really truly proper sequel to? Donkey Kong 64. Still waiting. Yeah, I mean, it, you have like the There's been games. Tropical Freeze. There's been like, games, but they're not There's no like new Not like, like flagship. Right. Like this is Donkey Kong now. N64. That's sort of like that was it. That's man. it and that's forever ago, man. And so like I keep waiting for it on the Switch, but they that's keep why I was being so patient. That's for the the Kirby. I mean, right. Kirby the Nintendo Direct. It was just it was Exactly why I'm saying Direct is the best because yeah. they can pull out those things that they've been waiting for for 25 years and they're like it's time. Let's fucking go. Whereas everyone else, both Microsoft and Sony and PC and everyone is like, let's get a new game every year. Let's just turn them out. Profit, profit, profit. But Nintendo really remains... I'm sure they're about profit, too. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I mean... But they at least fake it well. (laughs) They're, like, making us wait for it. McMahon (laughs) is writing the plot line for the releases of Nintendo products. Yeah. Could be... Might have a hand in it. And then it just never comes. That's what Vince would do. That's right. It just, you never get Donkey Kong. You just keep getting Mario main event. <laughs> and another Smash DLC. Mario wins again. LOL, Mario wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, a couple of extra notes that I threw in here. I didn't know this before, but in my Googling escapade getting ready for the episode, Paul Rudd was in a Power Glove commercial. It's incredible. It's so good. Huge man crush on Paul Rudd, by the way. I'm of course. Just throw that out there. The guy hasn't aged. Big he, Paul Rudd. Guy. He's a dreamboat. 
Great commercial. Power Glove, not a great product. Didn't really work out, but I think they actually got ahead of where they wanted to be. The Power Glove was actually terrible. <laughs> it was There's terrible, that. but it also Paul was... Paul made it look good, though. He did make it look good, and it also was literally a <laughs> oh, precursor. Oh, wait, was Paul Rudd Super Nintendo? Did he do the Super Nintendo commercial? Sal was right. I'm sorry for doubting you, brother. Paul Rudd was in the commercial for Super Nintendo when it came out. The Power Glove had a different commercial. And realistically, the commercial for the Power Glove was The Wizard, the movie with Fred Savage that came out all about Nintendo. It was like a 90-minute commercial for the Power Glove. Had Bo Bridges and Christian Slater in that movie, too. Not good. Anyway, Power Glove was also literally a precursor to what the Wii became eventually. It was literally just trying to get them to have this interactive feeling motion-based thing. And yeah. it was just so half-baked at the time. You'll see that in the future in Nintendo, by the way. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert, <laughs> Nintendo makes crazy controller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just felt like they had the idea and couldn't execute it because the technology no, was wasn't just, there. No, it wasn't there yet. But it's like not the their super fault. Scope. Like, that was another one. Another one. Even the duck hunt gun. Yeah. Which that you one even worked. Use, you can't even use it anymore. You need a... Uh, oh, a, why? Uh, you need a uh, CRT TV. Oh, really? Mm. It doesn't pick up the televisions. No, no, no. It's, That's it's sad. Good. Wow. But it does go to show that they were about 20 years ahead in idea phase than they were in execution right. phase, which is pretty cool. How do you feel about the Super Mario Brothers movie? Everyone hates it because it was a terrible movie. I loved it. It's also, great. I love it. Leguizamo, dude. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Come on. <laughs> it's so great. cheesy. Oh, it's so cheesy. But it's... Uh, it, it's. You know what? I mean, it ate at me that they didn't really have, like, the Koopas looking like Koopas and the Goombas looking like Goombas. Everything was kind of a little weird, obviously. But, but that's kind of... That's why it it's was, so it's legendary. It's almost like, uh, like Mario met, like, Fifth Element or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's such a good, that's a it's weird very, comparison, but it's so like true. Dark Crystal, I don't know. It's it very is weird. weird. Yeah, it's so weird. But I recommend, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it just to laugh. I love it's it. not a great film. The way they jump, like, because the reason why they, like, actually jump Dude, super high is, like, an actual boots. <laughs> I would love for them to do a sequel to that movie with the same actors and make it just as silly, but silly on purpose so you can make it funnier. Yeah. Well, we got the Chris Pratt Mario coming out. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Eh. Chris Pratt's doing a lot of stuff. I love Chris Pratt, but... I'll hear it out, you know? I'll give it a whirl. Uh, I'm st- uh, you know what? I feel like I'm betraying the actual voice actor of Mario. Yeah. If you do an animated Mario movie, because it's not animated. That's, you know... I guess that's the trick. If it was animated, you want the actual Mario. I feel like it's very doable. It could end up feeling like a good movie, but it won't end up feeling like true Mario. That's... Yeah, it's because it's not like... And Mario's voice is Mario. You know, that's that's right. the Mario. To you me. need the hoo-hoo. Yeah. You know, you need it. How do you feel about Nintendo theme park opening? If I could go opening day, I would. Yeah. It seems tailor-made to be, like, the best themed theme park. Ever. That sounds ridiculous. but Ever. Do you think there's a world where they have, like, I haven't looked too much into it, but if they don't have pipe slides, I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's got to be. Got to be. It's got to be included, right? Yeah. I hope so. a total missed opportunity. They must have, like, all that kind of stuff like that where I wonder if it would be a really awesome day. Like, it would be either way. I feel like it's almost, it would be up there with Disney, right? Like, going to Disney. Yeah, except to me, you could get actually more immersive with Mario than you could with Disney because it's more um, cartoony. I think you could. I don't know if you get more cartoony than Disney. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess you're right. But Disney itself is a very. I think it's more like playing act. Like you were meant to it's actively like enjoy you in I don't know. the game. Right. That's the way I see the Nintendo theme park. Whereas Disney is not necessarily putting you in a movie. It's just a cool park that has characters walking around, which is great. I'm not shitting on Disney. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. But Nintendo, the theme park looks like, oh, I'm inside of a level. Yeah, I've never been in this. Yeah. Right. Like you would do mushrooms and be like, I can jump to the top of this pole. Or I'll fall in lava and I'll just never come back. Good point. I'll just fall into a hole. You're just laying in I a guess. puddle like, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be bad. Could be great. Could be great. Great upside. If we ever go to Japan or wherever that theme park is, and if you're any listener from Japan, you know, hook us up. We're coming. We're going to the theme park. Did you know that Nintendo was part owner of the Mariners? Seattle Mariners? I did know that. They were a key piece of keeping them from moving out of Seattle. This was about... Like more recently? No, not that recently. This was about the late 90s because this is exactly why they had so many baseball games with Griffey. And they were able to get his uh-huh. likeness. Genius. 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 Actually. They knew exactly what they were doing. They yep. they wanted to make a baseball game so bad, and Griffey was so popular at the time, they said, well, let's just fucking buy the team that he's on. <laughs> and they did it. Does Nintendo own the NFL with John Madden, <laughs> by the way? They would be wise would, to buy it. Passing game being strong, I think that makes it makes sense. It Maybe Nintendo's writing the NFL. <laughs> oh man, we have a and then like Sony buys the XFL and we have like a, a battle. Oh boy. Oh man. Be a stomping. But. I don't know. I'm into it though. <laughs> yeah, they kept them from moving out of Seattle and they have since sold the rights to the team. But that is why there were so many games with Griffey and all the Mariners fans out there can. Uh, I didn't know though that was thank like Nintendo. The, why that he was the face of the N64. Yeah, it makes like sense, that. right? Yeah. Last thing I want to mention, this is a bigger one. Uh, While I was taking my notes, it's a game that I can't ignore. I don't know how much there is to say about it, but I think it changed the landscape of a lot of things. Goldeneye. Just, I don't know how you have any shooter that survives now without Goldeneye existing. It's the best. I mean, it's the most iconic first-person shooter of all time, right? It just set the stage for everything. Not the first, but like... Yeah, I mean, what was more popular shooter-wise before Goldeneye? Nothing. Nothing was as popular. Nothing, no there multiplayer were, like, shooter. Title, but not as. No way, dude. Not as much as Golden. Nothing like it. It still survives. And Doom, I, maybe, but like, no. But not multiplayer. No, no. Doom, yes. Doom, first person shooter. Not as big. Deserves as recognition. Yeah, but, but not as good. As Golden and, and GoldenEye probably doesn't exist without I Doom. I break a lot of hearts, though. It's not that good now. No? I don't think it aged that well. I don't think. You know what? I think single player is actually the best part of it now. It's so hard to compare because shooters have become so ingrained in normal yeah, it's culture. Crazy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's and they come out every year and try to top each other. So, like, there's been so much work on the back of GoldenEye that, of course, it's not going to look great. Right. You can only get bigger, right? But if I drop into the bathroom on facility and I catch you in the stall, the mines. you're dead. The mines, oh, the, yeah, that's where you put mine up uh, in the dark? You have to. Sorry, Jack. I really feel like a lot of strategy from online shooters came from GoldenEye. It set so much of a precedent that whether the graphics are hard to deal with now. Yeah, dude. I mean, it started the multiplayer first-person genre, right? Even the slappers-only game type, which, side note, by the way, the slappers-only Instagram account is great. Stevie Emerson runs it. And I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it. They're coming out with a movie, and I'm an extra in it. What? Yeah. So I'm looking really? forward to that coming out. What a plug that is. It's great. Great plug. Way, that's insane. That's I'm first time hearing. Absolutely that's insane. And if you go back to the episode with Lindsay Palos, great. 
big fan of hers. We talked about that's where we met on the set of that movie. And that's how I got her to do the podcast. So it all comes together. Full that, circle oh, That's stuff. the full circle. That's the full circle, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess that's it. Well, actually, there is more. Why don't we do an outro? Well, you know what? We'll tell you about it in a second. So, uh, great episode we just recorded. Uh, yeah, solid. It was really incredible. Great experience. We had a good time doing it. Uh, as always. As always. And for the outro, we've been doing a bunch of... By the way, this is totally the last thing we're recording. It's in <laughs> chronological order. There's no question about it. But I've been doing a bunch of recommendations in the outros. If you're a listener, you know that. And if you're not a listener, then what are you doing? Go back. You'll figure it out. I wanted to recommend some underrated games, which is a hard thing to quantify, kind of, on each of the Nintendo consoles. So let's start with NES. I'll let you go first. Guests first. All right. This one I'm going Little Ninja Bros. Wow, you went deep cut. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't think I've it's, ever played that. It's almost like a beat-em-up RPG that's multiplayer. Super good. Super wow. good. Like RPGs, like beat-em-ups. NES has like a lot of good ones. Yeah. Uh, My 64 both. game is along those lines. So, And not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. NES in general is like... There's so many games. It's hard. There's so many games, and it was just so much more fragmented back then because it wasn't as popular in general that it wasn't like this one game everyone had to play. Right. Aside from Link and Zelda. It's yeah, like, and like Mario. Right, yeah. Uh, mine was Base Wars. It okay. was robot baseball. Oh, okay. On, in, on like, I don't know if it was the moon or some other planet. But it was a generic baseball game, except each robot had their own attributes, just like any baseball game. So you would have the speedster that had, like, tank treads that would just fly along the okay. bases. And then you would have the big one with super strength. And it was just a classic baseball game, but robots. It was very silly. Yeah, though. it's almost like ice hockey. With like, you get, like, the three generic yes, kind of type exactly. of players, but they're just robots. I don't even think just, they had It's just reskinned and a different scores. sport, obviously. Was... <laughs> yeah, right. It was super ghetto, but I remember going back to it, like, multiple times after other consoles came out already what about snes this one's like probably uncharacteristic makes some big rpg guy yeah i also love my shoot 'em ups so yeah you and squadron Ooh. was like a like an airplane was more of a side scroller shoot 'em up super hard really yeah super hard a lot of those snes games they're too, they're not easy they up the difficulty big <laughs> yeah. time and there's some real tough nes ones but like there's also some really there's there's easy shoot 'em ups or easier shoot 'em ups but then there's like they can get really difficult yeah, like the Metal Slugs were easier. Right, But right. then there were some games, not even shoot 'em ups just like Lion King and yeah. shit was just like, impossible yeah. to play. Like uh, Contra is like impossible. Right. It's not impossible. It's, it's really so difficult. Hard. It's really difficult. I think that actually across the board is probably the hardest console out there. SNES? Yeah, yeah, it's really. I, I, think, it's, I think it's among them. Yeah, Both the early gen systems, like the NES and the SNES, like... There was a lot of almost like trial and error games. Yeah, true. Like you, that must be what it is. Yeah, like you would have to, you would run through the same spot where you die constantly. Imagine being the tester <laughs> like, on that, and you're like, "This is fine. Everyone's yeah, gonna like this. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> they'll they'll hang in there." I remember the Jurassic Park game, which I didn't put on there. I played for probably a decade as a kid and never got past like the fourth level. It's and that was one of them where you couldn't save. So every time you started the yeah. game, you had to either yeah, beat it. No or not. code to like load you into level X. Or Insane. Whatever. 
<laughs> what a terrible game design. Yeah. You couldn't even kill the T-Rex. <laughs> it's, it's actually a miracle that system, like, was as good the, as it the, was. The game has a lot of duds, because, like, a lot of, like, big names tried, like, crossing streams of, like, big movies. Like, right. a lot of big movie titles. Like, That's when that started. Cartoon yeah. shows. Like, True. Like, Rocko's Modern Life has a Super Nintendo game. There's yeah. so many. There was a so good was Looney flood. It was flooded. Yeah, um, Tiny Toons. Uh, Tiny Toons. Buster Bust Loose? Yes, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's that a good was a one. really good Great one. football level, probably. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Probably... That was the, the most... best one. That and the kitchen level were really good. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's a bunch of mini games kind of, but it, like it actually had storyline. Had a we should have it. it was obviously should, should have chosen that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Sixty four. I'm gonna go with Gauntlet Legends. I like. Yep, that's a good one. I think it's popular, but I don't know if everyone knows about it. In yeah. college, we played it a ton. It's basically the precursor to like Diablo three. Great beat 'em up. The um, Nintendo one was tough, but a good one. That's like Very an arcade hard. classic. Yes, and it just. The one for the N64 was just really good. Really nice port. Had a bunch of different classes. It was like infinite playability. It was yeah, awesome. It was really good, and it was a great game to just get into some teamwork with friends. Yeah, I mean, that's what the N64 was, and like at its peak, it's just like the multiplayer games, and that's really where they just like home run. 100%. Yeah, agreed. What was yours? <laughs> One's kind of a gag. I Glover. It's a 3D platformer. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a 3D platformer, which N64 did really well at the time. Not so much now. A lot of the platformers are really bad if you try and play it now. Yeah. Glover, and then the other one was, but the actual one is Snowboard Kids. Oh. And Snowboard Kids is kind of like, imagine like a, a Mario Kart, but snowboarding. Okay, and that it makes was sense. just, it played really smooth. The, the items were really cool. The, the different courses were really cool. And it was a great multiplayer game. I dig that. It reminds me of, uh, not appropriate for a Nintendo episode, but Jet Moto was great on yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to that. I admittedly forgot GameCube existed until 10 minutes ago when yep. we scrambled to put down some GameCube games. Uh, yep. But uh, what did you have? <laughs> I have Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden, um, Forbidden Kingdom, I think it's called. Oh, the False Bound Kingdom. The False Bound Kingdom. Okay, I knew it was something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally knew that it was called Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdom. Yu-Gi-Oh! The False Bound Kingdom. So when you think Yu-Gi-Oh!, obviously you think trading card game. It's not. It's more like a... Ogre battle like game where oh. it's like yeah it's like a army RPG like real time strategy kind of oh interesting and like a, like it, Starcraft crossed with I, Pokemon Stadium kind of yes yeah exactly actually wow. so you would get the different cards and you would form like three team parties with different monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh that's some dope. of them had like synergy effects where like if you had Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl on the same team they had like a special attack that just, oh like, nice wipe people out it's Definitely not what you expect when you think Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and it's hard and to pull I happen pull to love like up. RPGs and those those real-time strategies, and Yu-Gi-Oh! False Bound Kingdom is like, it's really good. Actually. Wow, that's a good one. I went a completely different direction, and I don't know if I even played this for GameCube, but it's a great game in general, and it existed on GameCube, so it counts. Def Jam Vendetta. Oh, it's great. It's that game is so awesome. good, dude. That game Busta is... Rhymes, that's when I first realized how jacked Busta Rhymes was, because he yeah. kicked everyone's ass, and Snoop Dogg was like one of the final bosses. Yeah. Oh my god, that game is so good. I think that's Fight for New York? There's a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Vendetta and then yeah, there's Vendetta, Fight for New York. Vendetta, DMX, and Ludacris. Dope. Yes. Dope. Oh my god, dude. I love Those games are like criminally underrated. You go back and they were really funny. They were inspired by the wrestling games at the time, but they, they took it just to like a crazy them. level. Yeah. And they had like, there was like action, like you got like a like a power meter too, I believe. And you totally. Like super. Um, it was actually better than the wrestling games. It was just silly. It was more arcadey, yeah. Right. It was, it was actually... Yeah, awesome. I'm into they those. pulled it off really well. Yeah, hundred percent. The stankin' fist. They had like all like the <laughs> renamed all the the moves for the yeah, wrestling dude. moves. And... Oh man, good game. All right, what about Wii? Wii, I have Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, that's a good one. 
another one that's kind of like Resident Evil, you think, survival horror. But this is actually like House of the Dead, where it's like a rail shooter. Right. And House it goes dead, through great, like a lot of the backstory and um, like what people are doing, like not on like the main playable storyline of the game. Like when you're in the mansion, you get to play as Wesker and like what he went through and like his perspective yeah. through the mainline stories. And, and this was already, I don't know how many Resident Evil games have come out since then, but a bunch. Yes. Yeah. That's At least seven, eight, nine. Biohazard. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a lot of them. So that was still like I consider that maybe the end of the OG era. You know what I mean? Um, maybe a little later than that, but you know what I'm getting at. It felt more like the original ones than the newer ones. Right. Four is like where it got like real like shoot 'em up. Like you had to conserve ammo in like one, two, three. Yeah, true. Four, they just like gave you the bolts and you were like, all Good right, point. <laughs> choose which way you want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could. Yeah, they did change. Yeah, that. there's a lot of a lot of shooting up. For Wii, I had I didn't play that many Wii games. We were just talking about it before we turned the mics on. Yeah, that everyone kind of just did golf and bowling and whatever. Yeah, like the traditional like party games. Nintendo's always doing like the party route. Yeah, for sure. And Wii was like built for that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but I did enjoy. First of all, I did enjoy Wii boxing, but then it was made better with the Punch Out remake. Yeah, that's what I have. I don't know if that's unpopular or whatever, but. The original Punch-Out was so good, I wanted to put it on my list, but it's way too popular to put on this list. But the Wii version really was improved, and I feel like not enough people talked about that. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty subtle on the list. It yeah. wasn't very wasn't really played, actually. Yeah, I don't I know why, because it was good. It had all the mechanics of Wii Boxing, but it was 50 times better, which is cool. So, what about, I haven't gotten the Switch yet. We talked about doing it. I was going to get the Switch before we recorded this. But uh, as I've probably mentioned in the episode already, which we already totally recorded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. It was great. Do you have a Switch game? <sighs> Switch is so tough because like, it, like, it's new and it's hard. That and like, but there's so many indie games. Like there's so much content for it now. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Well, what have you enjoyed playing at least? Oh, man. Honestly, Aside from uh, Breath of the Wild, which is like the one that everyone plays. It's a Mario game, so obviously like it's just a big name. But Rapid Kingdoms? Yeah, it's like a. I haven't played it. Like a tactics game. Oh, Final Fantasy Tactics. It's Mario. Like yeah, I rabbits. did that. There's really so many oddball Mario games that. Oh yeah, it went everywhere. Yeah, that went, that series went everywhere. They capitalized on just. It's ev- so funny every... to count it as like an underrated game because it's Mario. You're like, right, what are we even right, thinking about? But yeah. but really, there are like Paper Mario was popular, but not that popular. It felt kind of like an indie version of a Mario game. Yeah, it definitely took a different route than like the mainstream. Mario, which it, I loved. Oh, it was Paper great. Mario is one it of my favorite games. Great RPG in general. Yeah, uh, for Mario to do it is like super impressive. Yeah, Paper Mario for N sixty four was pretty good. It kind of went away with. It's not as good as the first one, I don't think. But but it went and, back to like Mario RPG. It yeah, felt Ma- like and Mario a RPG successor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then well, hopefully there's rumors of a RPG sequel, but that's yeah, we'll see. It's always like a troll. They gotta so. do it. I feel like it's just lost money. It would be weird. Money not gained. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's just money not gained. Although they have enough, I guess. Um, It might have to do with something with Square also, because... Yeah. Square actually made it us. Yeah, and we talked about that earlier. Final Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Remember that whole... Yeah. You know, it was great. Some valid points there. Very informative... (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to miss that part. I mean, you wouldn't have, because you... Well, that's true. They already heard it. (laughs) They already heard it. (laughs) But yeah, if you, you know... You don't want to miss it. He's right. 
only one thing left to do. Everyone who listens to these episodes knows that we do a secret code word at the very end. So people that listen to all the way through the end know to post this at the link underscore podcast so you can make everyone else feel bad. You're like, what are they talking about? What does this word mean? I didn't hear it. That's because you didn't listen all the way. Yeah. And if you're hearing this, you did listen all the way. Congrats. Post it at the link underscore podcast or text me or shout it from the rooftops or, you know, go stand on a bar, do some dancing, do some cowgirl stuff or boy. And then uh, just shout the secret code word over and over, and everyone will go nuts. It works out really well. So we need a secret code word. What do you think? I'll let you do it. Anything. It any could word. Be, it could be any word, probably Nintendo-related, but hey, whatever's in your brain, man. I guess we'll do it. Is it themed? Or is it just like... It could be themed. Could be themed. First thing that comes to mind. Reset. Reset? That's good. I like that. You slide that most nostalgic reset button is Super Nintendo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you, know. you slide that little slide perp. Mm. We're back. What a weird decision to make it a slider. Yeah. Instead of a button. Or a button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every other. Yeah, it's bizarre, but it worked and I it's mean. memorable. All right, good app. At the link underscore podcast. Follow me, subscribe, do all the stuff. Tell your mom, tell your friends. We'll see you next time.